Greetings to those who watch below. Today's video we're going to continue with another Christmas special, this time dealing with some truly terrifying Christmas paranormal encounters. As always before we start today's stories, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Jess Black Curtain, Wicked Witch, Steffi Ray, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and Ghost City Shelton for being those who dwell below, a unique membership to the channel that really, really helps support me. So, on with the stories. Christmas at Dad's by Jungle Cat My dad is 80 years old. He doesn't live in his house, but instead lives with his girlfriend in a one-story, approximately three miles from his. When I visit at Christmas, I normally stay at his house, because his girlfriend's dog is unnecessarily fearful of my big shepherd. This story takes place between December 24th, 2018, and mid-January 2019. The house felt unusually strange, for no visible or palpable reason. I thought that unoccupied houses are this way, and then spied a little brown bat hanging off the stairs to the second floor. It looked gaunt, but I couldn't tell if it were living or dead. I stepped around it, because I am not messing with anything that can carry a zoonotic disease. The next night, there was a lot of banging around, walking and dragging sounds coming from the attic. The attic is just storage, and it's really difficult to get to, or rather, impossible without a ladder, and can only be accessed through the house. I've looked for that ladder, and don't know where it is. I meet my dad and brother for Christmas dinner, and appraise them of the bat and ghoulie McChains, which they found very funny, apart from the bat. Dad later removed the bat himself, after it had not moved for several days. In the following evenings, I started feeling this buzzing feeling, usually on my arms and legs, and eventually other places. Of course, at this point, I had not read up on succubi, so I didn't know what it was at the time. It showed up at night. I could be walking around or in bed, and it would leave if I just covered up my lady parts with my hands. However, get this, it harassed my dog. When I saw my elderly female hump her new toy, a behaviour she hasn't done in years and never to toys, I had an inkling that something was definitely afoot. Meanwhile, every time I would open the door to the basement, my dog would want to run down there. She has never had any interest in the basement in the past, but this visit, like everything else, it's all different. Upon opening, she would sprint for the furnace and run a loop around the huge old table meant to hold a model railway, but instead just hosting stacks of crushed dreams, lost languages, and last century's artefacts. It's dusty and full of webs, making it all the more frustrating when she wouldn't get out of there until she was good and ready. So all of this came to a head one morning, around 6am, a time that I'm not normally awake. Lying on my side and facing the door to the bedroom, I had just my bottom eye cracked open. I noticed the bedroom door swing from cracked to open, and immediately registered that there was no wind in that winter-sealed house, and thus, something was going down right then. A short blur whisked around the corner and hovered over the same floor space where I had stacked drawings behind the door. This was the first time I had seen her. She didn't look entirely human. Her face was as if it had been in a car accident, and her hair was cartoonish. I didn't see her legs or feet. Then, she zoomed about one foot off the floor toward me. 
still not knowing that I was awake and brushed against my forearm, which was just outside the covers. There was that familiar buzz. I yawned and pulled my arm beneath the blankets. I thought I had fooled her. She returned approximately five or ten minutes later, and I felt her trying to put her tendril-like fingers beneath the covers. I slammed my opposing hand down tight, because the jig was up. She jumped over my head to the opposite side of the bed. I looked straight at her, and she stuck her tongue out at me. I asked her to please go away and to leave that house. She then touched my head. Now apparently, their power works this way. When a succubus touches you, blood rushes to that spot of the body. I'm a migraineur. It will not do for me to have these things touching my head. I asked her to quit, and instead she wrapped her body around my head. So I threw her off as best I could, which worked. While saying some cross things, somebody chucked a fit and stomped loudly around the house for the next two hours. Seriously, it sounded like a bipedal buffalo was ascending the stairs. I laid in bed while chaos reigned, and then it was quiet for an hour. I got up at 9.30 when I thought it was more likely that the sun was far enough up and there would be no more confrontation that day. I made breakfast and heard rustling in the den. Again, it's winter in Wisconsin. Windows are closed. I grab the dog, open the doors, and see this shadow creature zipping around the room. This was not the same thing from earlier that day, and it was either afraid of me, or the dog, or both. I couldn't make out what it was because it was moving as fast as a mouse. It was around three and a half foot to four foot tall, running on two rear legs, and was leaning forward. My closest guess at the time was that it looked like a small goat man satyr, but I didn't think about it much. I opened the back door and told it to leave, and that if it did, we wouldn't hurt it. I have no idea if it left, because I didn't see it anymore, and my dog didn't seem to find it. She saw it when I did. This house somehow got this way in the past year. I don't understand how. I typically only visit at Christmas, and it's not possible to do a cleansing or protection then. I packed my belongings and got out of there that morning, and won't return until I understand what I'm dealing with, and what I can safely do about it. I have already discovered that this creature isn't a poltergeist, as I had initially thought, and as for the rest, it's anyone's guess. The Strange Hotel Room by Beach Bunny This story takes place in Warsaw, Indiana, December 2011. My fiancé and I went there to visit his family for Christmas, and stayed at a hotel called Ramada, now named as the Wyndham, for a week. Our hotel room was situated on the first floor, next to an exit door on the left side of the building. Our room was a standard one. When you walked in, the bathroom was immediately on your left, and the bed was next to the bathroom, also on the left-hand side. On Christmas Eve morning, at approximately 4am, I awoke terrified. I had no idea why I was so scared. I didn't remember having a bad dream. I then heard what sounded like footsteps around the right side of the bed and bathroom. I thought I was hearing things from outside our room, but the sounds were clearly coming from inside our room and by our bed. 
I listened for a few more seconds, to make sure I was awake and not still dreaming, and I kept hearing the footsteps. I was extremely terrified. I looked over to my fiancé, and he was in a deep sleep, breathing slowly. I then sat up in the bed, and afterwards, I felt the sensation of the bed lifting up underneath my legs and falling down. It was very weird. I then woke up my fiancé in a panic and told him I thought something was in our room. I got up, looked underneath the bed, looked in the bathroom, looked outside our room, and there was nothing. I even looked for holes that mice could have used to come into our room, and there were none. There was no way to explain the constant footsteps around the bed that I heard. My fiancé went back to bed, while I stayed up for the rest of the morning, up until we got ready for breakfast with his family. We came back to the hotel after breakfast to rest for a little. Fiancé said he was going to go to the gym for a quick ten minute run. I told him I was going to close my eyes for a little bit. I remember once I laid down on the bed and closed my eyes, I felt the sensation of my head being pulled back. I opened my eyes, and the feeling stopped. I closed my eyes again, and once again had that same feeling. Again I opened my eyes, but I could only get them halfway opened, and couldn't move my body. I tried to yell for help, but nothing came out of my mouth except mumbling. This only lasted for a few seconds, but I was terrified. I thought maybe I had sleep paralysis, which I had experienced before upon waking up after a night of sleep. Of course, my fiancé came back in from his run, the moment I sat up in bed after my sleep paralysis. I told him what happened, and he immediately went to the front desk to change rooms. He was that worried. He told the front desk that I had heard noises and wanted to change rooms. The girl at the front desk just appeared indifferent, and said, Oh, the hotel let us move to the room next door. That night, while I was trying to fall asleep, I heard a noise that sounded like someone rolling a marble across the wooden TV stand directly in front of the bed. But that was it. The next few nights in that room, I didn't hear or experience anything strange. I didn't bother asking the front desk about the first room we stayed in when we left. I didn't want to look weird. I googled the hotel and the area, but could find nothing paranormal about it. I don't know if this qualifies as a ghostly experience, but it was very strange for me, as I don't encounter strange, unexplainable instances often. Gust of Wind Inside by Chris Hewitt This event happened in about 1995, in the town of Great Yarmouth, on the east coast of Norfolk in the UK. It was Christmas, and some friends had gone to Yorkshire to spend time with relatives. I agreed to visit their house twice a day while they were away, to check on the house and to feed their cat. Their house was a small two-bedroom, mid-terrace house, with the two bedrooms and bathroom upstairs, and living room and kitchen downstairs. They had often talked of strange things happening, such as voices coming from upstairs, and pictures falling from the walls. On one occasion, I was visiting them, when a crash was heard from upstairs, while we were all downstairs in the living room. We found a picture had fallen off the wall, but the nail that it hung from was still in the wall, pointing slightly upwards, so the picture had not simply slid off the nail. 
and the string on the back of the picture was still intact. While they were away, I went to the house twice a day, in the morning and evening, to leave food for the cat. In the evening I would stay for about an hour, and put the fire on to warm the room while I watched TV. I try not to think about ghosts and things like that, and for the first two evenings, nothing unusual happened. On the third evening, while I was sitting there watching TV, the cat started to stare at the door between the living room and kitchen. The door then started to bang gently, as though either a draft was moving it, or someone was trying to open it without turning the handle. The banging got faster, and then what seemed like a large gust of wind blew across the room and knocked all the Christmas cards off the mantel above the fireplace. I picked up the cards and put them back. The door no longer banged, but I felt so uneasy that I went home straight away. It was cold outside, but there was no noticeable wind, and it was very still before and after the events inside the house. Until my friends returned a few days later, I didn't stay long in the house, only long enough to leave food out for the cat. The Halloween Mask by Lion Tattoo As a young girl, I grew up in an area of Little Britain called Ball Point. I was the type of kid that was loud and known by pretty much everyone in the neighbourhood. I would stand on my front deck and yell hello to almost anyone that would acknowledge my existence. Oddly enough, it was the night before Christmas that this event occurred. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if my brother told me that they had played the Ouija board in the house at some point or another. My sister and I had been put to bed. I had the top bunk and my sister the bottom at this point. I remember my feet being cold, so I climbed out of bed to get a pair of socks out of my closet with folding double doors. I grabbed the one door and opened it. Nothing. Socks were on the other side, so I pulled back the other door. I had plastic hanging cubbies for my socks and underwear and such. I've never seen something so real and so scary as a young kid as I did that night. Looking into the centre cubby, there sat what looked like my brother's mask, and a hand in each cubby on either side of the head. The hair on the mask was short and a light forest green, and its face was three or four shades lighter than that. It had large nostrils, big white teeth like a werewolf would have, and almost had the look of a very large gremlin head. Anyway, this thing was just sitting there staring at me. I thought it was some stupid joke that my older brother was pulling on me, but something just didn't feel right. I decided I would reach for the head and confront my brother with it. As my hand got closer, I remember those eerie eyes following my hand as it moved towards it. I stopped and took a step back, shaking like a leaf. My socks were wet with what looked like blood. It moved its long fingers, and its eyes didn't stop looking at me the entire time until I shut the closet doors. I did what any normal little girl would do. I screamed and tore off looking for my dad. When I finally got his attention, I dragged him into my room as fast as I could. When we re-entered my room, he went up to the closet, with me hiding behind his legs, waiting to see that horrible creature again. He opened the doors, and nothing was there. 
It couldn't have been my brother, or the fake blood would still have been on my socks, which were now clean. To this day, I cannot explain what happened that night, but it remains fresh in my mind, even now I'm 25 years old. Since I was spiteful about the scare I'd had, I took it upon myself to scare the creature off, so instead of hiding under my bed sheets, I chose to camp out in a sleeping bag in my closet. Hi guys, thank you ever so much for listening to today's video. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit the subscribe button and also the notification bell, that way you'll know when the next video is live. This should not be the last video before Christmas. I am planning to have one more before the big day. It will be a ghost story. Christmas is all about ghost stories. The darkness, the paranormal, spirits. I mean, look at A Christmas Carol. One of the most famous pieces of fiction is a ghost story at Christmas time. So join me for a very, very special Christmas ghost story. So, until next time, sleep tight. <laughs>